How many of you came ready to receive from the Lord? I, I, I see a bunch of hungry people because who gets, who gets out in this weather other than hungry people for God? Amen. How many of you thought about rolling over? Don't turn me down now. Say, I didn't even think about that because that ain't even an option. Jesus changed my life, saved my life. A little water, a drip here, drip there ain't going to stop me from coming and giving him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you, you look great this morning. You sound great. I, 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 I'm in great expectation for you this morning. I hope that you've come in great expectation for yourself. Amen. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. You know, we uh, got back from the kingdom business ministers, not ministers, kingdom business winter camp meeting. Uh, we decided to go. It was like a last minute thing for two days, but I honestly feel like we were gone for a week. That's just how it is when you're at the river. Because, <laughs> you know, you wake up, you're in church, you three in the morning, you're just coming out of church. But two services a day. So we got four services and uh, we were truly blessed. You know, there's, there's two ways to receive from anointings. Two ways. One, serving it. Another, sowing into it. And uh, what God is doing there, it's a total miracle. Um, you know, I don't know if, you, if, if, if some of you know, but um, they just build, finish, well, not finish, but they just build a part of, of their, their sanctuary, which I don't know how many of you have been to the River Church. They had uh, they added balconies. I mean, it is. I mean, if the if the if the um, pavilion wasn't enough, and all this during since the COVID thing started. So to the sanctuary, it's like you're standing in a total miracle. I told my husband felt the same way. I said, you know, we it wasn't in the plans to go. I had the victorious woman, which by the way, wow. Wow. Okay. And so don't miss marches because it's going to be good. And I'll, and I'll be here. Praise the Lord. But I mean, look at that. What a, what, what a wonderful time. A lot of great reports. And so um, the, the, I told my, I, to my husband, I just feel, and I can say I feel because I'm not, I'm not talking about feelings. I feel what the Spirit of God feels. Amen. So I, I believe we have to be there. I just, I just felt it in my heart. And he felt the same way. And we said, well, let's go. And then being there, I, I realized why we needed to be there. You know, stepping into that sanctuary that should have been, it should have taken over 18 months to build. You know, I believe that part of the, of the building uh, costed, I believe, around $12 million dollars. And you're, 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 this, this, this part of the building, which is just part of it, because there's still going to be, a, there's another, there's other things that are going to be added, was built in just a little bit over five months. If you understand construction, <laughs> you know that it's a total miracle. Five months. And, 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 uh, debt free. <laughs> and I realized, you know, that when you position yourself where, other, where others have gone, and I love it because Pastor Ronnie has such a beautiful heart. And this is not somebody that has done great things. This is something that, someone that is doing 
supernatural things by the, by the help of God. Amen. And so um, when, you, when, you, when you step into, so important to get around and to step into areas that, of people that are doing where you're probably, you know, not in no way comparing, but, you know, here at the Power Love Church, we're believing for some things. Amen. And uh, uh, we're doing some things here and there. How many of you have seen the building that we're building, the studio? Well, I consider that a, a, a little miracle from the Lord because that's only been like a couple of weeks and it's halfway done. It's halfway done. And it's a studio where we're going to be able to broadcast. Uh, I don't know if anybody joined me on the lives and, and you have to set up, sit down. But we're going to have basically what we set up here over there, LED wall, top of the line sound, cameras, everything where we can broadcast and, and put out content to constantly not just help you continue to build your faith and grow in your walk with God, but reaching out all over. Amen. All over. We're working on building our app because how many of you know that YouTube will, will silence you? So we're, we're working on building our own app because we got like a, a strike already and a warning and saying, you know, if, from things from like December of last year. It felt good. It feels good to be striked by the world. <laughs> that means you're doing something right. I'm like, that took us long enough, but it takes them a while to catch up. And I, and I, and I hear that the way they find out or they give you strikes is because people report you. So... But it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We're, we're not playing it safe. Amen. We're not playing, playing it safe. We're, we're playing it by the Spirit of God. And so, um, so it was such a blessing just being there and just to see what God can do. You know, you can, you can, you can ask the Lord, but you also have, there's things that you have to do on your, on your end. Amen. And we're not, this is not a year of, of, of waiting and sitting around. This is, is going to be a year of action. Amen. You're going to begin to see a lot of things transform around here. <laughs> you're going to see new carpet. You're going to see, you're going to see a lot of things take place. And uh, so I believe that this is going to be a year of, of perfection, a year of completion. Uh, what God has began in each and every one of us. This is not just for ministry, but this is going to be for your personal life. Amen. I said amen. amen. And so uh, it's exciting. That's why you have to be focused. That's why you have, to be, you have to be focused and know and get in the flow. Amen. Get in the flow. So, and, and don't have time for nonsense. Amen. Because all, all the, the, the other stuff just comes in to try to, to, to get you off course. First, you got to get off focus, and then you get off course. You got to be done with self. You got to want what God has for you more than anything. And then stay in that place with God. Amen. And say forward only, not backwards. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And uh, anything else, I'm not in for it. Amen. Amen. And so, so because you're working on something, you're working on something and, uh, uh, I don't want no one to miss what God has for them. Amen. And it's, it's going to be the greatest year 
It's going to be, I say, the year that you've been waiting for. <laughs> not by accident. Not just because. Not just because. But because you, you, you have become intentional about serving God and about taking God at his word. Amen. And that starts with the heart. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Romans. I'm going to finish and wrap up today. Effective prayer. And then next Sunday will be the 1st of February. Can you believe that? Which will, uh, I'll begin sharing what the Lord gives me for you. But I want to wrap this up and it's going to be a lot of recap. But I want you to hear with the, with the fresh ear of the spirit. Amen. So that, so that the last time you received an unanswered prayer will be the last time that you ever received an unanswered prayer. You know, the Bible says that God's hand is not short to help you. God doesn't have little dinosaur hands. Like, yeah. It's like he can't reach his heavenly pocket because he has short hands. Say, not my God. Absolutely not. And you can read that in Isaiah 59, one says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not short and that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. So God doesn't have dinosaur hands. He has a long arm. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's like when it's time to pay, God knows how to reach. Unlike some people. It's like. Ugh, I'm trying to get to my pocket, but it doesn't. <laughs> when it's time for action, God's been ready. He's just been waiting on you. Amen. The Bible does say that there are things that, that cause his hand to not stretch forth towards us. And it's important for us to know those things. And so, but God is a good God. He's a good God. Amen. He's a generous God. And so I want to I wanna begin by the scripture that I've been taking you in Romans 8, which I've never used this one for prayer, but I, I just love it so much. It says um, in verse 31, 831, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And then it says, he that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? Say with him, with Jesus. Say with Jesus. Also freely give us all things. Amen. Say freely. Give us all things. Along with Jesus. He who did not withhold his only son, Jesus, he didn't withhold him. He delivered him up for us all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So he did not withhold him. He, 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 he gave him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely, shout freely, because y'all act like y'all don't like free stuff. Freely give us all things. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's so awesome. And, and so God wants you. And you have to believe this. God wants you 
to freely receive everything that he's made available for you. You know, you can be a Christian all your life and be in, in lack and, 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 and never tap in into the life that God has for you. You know, uh, you just tap into religion and, 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 and then um, just a, a life of struggle. You know how many Christians think that you should be struggling with something and it's okay? I understand people have struggles, but the word of God will put an end to every struggle. Jesus gave, Jesus gave his life for you. Don't have to struggle no more. Amen. On the cross, he took upon himself our sin. He took upon, you know, himself our sickness. He took upon himself the needful to obtain peace in Isaiah 53. And, and in exchange, there was a, a beautiful exchange through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and, and because of that de death, burial, and resurrection, he did it for you. He did it for you so that, so that you can re accept it. So that when you say, I, Jesus, I, 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 uh, I, I want the life that you have for me. You know, I want the forgiveness. I receive the forgiveness. I receive the, the washing of the blood. I receive your name. I receive your word. I receive this life of grace that you've died to give me. Thank you for taking my sins. Thank you for washing me in your blood. I receive it. See, we have to receive it and receive everything that comes along with that. For a long time, growing up in religion, you know, you, you just think that, and it's a mistake that if God, because God is God, and if, you know, everything is up to God, if, if what I'm going to go through, if he doesn't want me to go through it, I'm not, not going to go through it. If he wants me to go through it, I'm going to, you know, God gives people a will. God did not create robots. You came here because you wanted to come here. And I'm not picking on you. I'm just talking. <laughs> You're receiving, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And your life is changing more than you know. And so, you know, it's a big mistake to think that everything is up to God. Everything great is because of God. Because of him. But if it happens in me, it's because I chose it. I did, I, I, I did, I wanted it. I received it. And so when you get to that point, then there's no limitations. There's no limitations in, in how far you can go in, in the Lord. You're no longer just um, a, a wishing and a hoping. You actually get in, in this life in God. Life like you've never known it. Not just your, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a special life. Because even in non-special moments, it's still special. <laughs> you get it? But we have to want it. And I made up my mind, I'm not going to go to, I, I didn't get saved. I didn't answer the call. I didn't, I, I, I don't open my Bible. I'm not going to serve God just, just, just because. 
just to go to just to be churchy or just to I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a be who God has called me to be. Number one, I'm a daughter of the Most High God. You're a son of the Most High God, and He's a King. Hallelujah! And then there's the Bible says that He's prepared for us a table. You know, I mean, you have more confidence in going to the buffet and partaking of that buffet than you do in the buffet that God has spread for you. You see what I'm saying? And and it's this right here. And so we have more faith when you go to Golden Corral or Hearts or the China Buffet, you know, that whenever you, you know, you know, you're, you can eat as much as you want because you pay for it. And you don't question, can I, I, I see that there's chicken, well, it looks like chicken, but <laughs> hope it's chicken. But then that, that looks like shrimp, so I know I can have that, but what about that? You don't question it. But why do we question the word of God? It's like, you know, I know God said that I can be healed, but what about my finances? What about my relationships? What about, you know, my peace? What about the joy, you know? And, and without even knowing, we do that to God. And so... But God wants us to sit and dine with the king and partake through faith of everything that he made available for us. God is a good father and he's led us in through Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? Then you have access. You need to walk around knowing, not pretending. I don't like this pretentious life. We don't, we don't want to just look like we have access. We want to know that we have access. It starts from the inside out. It's like, I know who I am. I know what belongs to me. I know what is mine. And, and your knowledge of knowing God's word and the truth will cause you to rebel against every lie of the devil. It will cause you to, to, to know. That's why Jesus said, that knowing it's the revelation it's the knowledge it's the insight somebody say insight and don't be robbed of having insight you're an insider to you it is made known to know the mysteries of the kingdom to you because you're a, 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 a son of God you're a daughter of God and to you it is it, it's for you to know the Bible says the mysteries of the kingdom. So you, you don't have to, the things of God don't have to be a mystery to the children of God. It's a mystery to the world. That's why we don't go around saying, oh, my God is a mysterious God. As if we don't know what he's doing. As if he doesn't let his children know. Even Abraham, he said, when a judgment was going to come on, on Saddam and Gomorrah, he said, shall I keep this from Abraham? No. He said, I'll let him know. Inside, somebody shout inside. So all it takes is a relationship with God. And you don't have to walk around, you know, being dumbfounded or not knowing what God's will is for your life or what, you know, what, what, what God is doing in you, what God is doing in, you know, now. And so, so I, I, I'm saying this to stir your, your faith that you know, if you want it, you can have it. 
Well, I don't, I, don't, I, I came to church, but I don't want nothing from the Lord. Then don't, don't, that's exactly what you get, nothing. <laughs> she, she said, that's weird. <laughs> I understand. I'm talking to believers. Understand your heart is, 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 is the main thing. Your heart is for God. He's a father. But imagine you're, you're, yeah, you're the fathers. Imagine if you tell your children, I just want you to love me. I just want you to respect me, but don't expect nothing from me and don't ask for nothing. What kind of father and son relationship is that? You know? But God is a good God. He's a good father and he loves his children and God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. What is prosperity? All well-being in every area of your life. Spirit, soul, and body. You don't have to choose one or the other. Spirit, soul, and body. Every area of your life. Amen. You don't go to the house of pies and say, just give me a whole pie and, and, and then you're going to be okay if you open it when you get in your car because some of you eat it on the way home. We've done that before. <laughs> and then there's a, a piece mi missing and you, you, you pay for a whole pie. And then you're like, well, what's, you know, oh, that's okay. They might, they probably just forgot to give me the piece of pie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, no, sir. You're going to go get the whole everything, right? Because that's what you want. Well, Jesus gave his all. So that you can have, come on, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper. I'm talking about prospering in your prayer life. Prospering in your relationship with God. Prospering in, in, in what God has called you to be. Prospering and being effective in, in, in the call of God in your life. In, in, in every area of your life. I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. No sickness, no disease, nothing taking your peace. Come on. Not settling for anything taking away your peace. Anything that takes away your peace is a disease. And you don't, you, you don't have to put up with any of that. Because Christ Jesus, in him, the Bible says, in him. Will he not along with him? Have you received Jesus in your heart? You have, so he's, you're his. He is yours. Will he not along with him give you everything else? Do you believe that? Will he not along with Jesus give you everything else? You're going to see more of that in Jesus' name. But you got to know that. Because you can sit here for another year and be like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But there's nothing. You're not attaching your faith to nothing. You know? You're not attaching your faith to nothing. And though God is good, though he has more, if we don't, you know, we, or you attach your faith that you're saved. Great. But will he not along with him give you everything else? That means I don't have to lack in any area of my life. Is anybody hearing this morning? <laughs> so God's hand is not short 
to save. But in salvation comes the... It, salvation is... What is the, the, the Greek word? Is it zozo? Which means the whole pie. Basically, all necessary well-being. Healing, joy, prosperity, peace. That's why I say the whole pie. Say the whole pie. The whole pie. Say, Lord, Lord, you paid a price for me to partake of the whole pie. I want it all, Lord. You might, some, some of you even feel like guilty saying that. You don't have to. God did it for you. <laughs> Say, God did it for me. <laughs> you don't have to feel guilty about that. You know, because it gives you, he says, whatever you ask, he said. He'll, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it for you that your joy will be made full. And then in that fullness, and God, and you allowing God to, to, to manifest himself and, and do in you and through you everything that he, he so did uh, 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 for his children, what happens is you bring glory to God. You bring glory to God by permitting him and allowing him to do the work in you and through you. Your joy is full. He manifested his goodness upon your life. That he already paid for it. He was just waiting for you to get with it and receive it. And then, then your joy is full. Is your joy full when, when, when you don't have enough? Is your joy full when you don't have answers to your prayer? Is your joy full when, when you know, you, you, you can't give the, your children the desires that they have? No. But when, whenever your joy is full because God manifests himself on your life, your joy is full. And therefore, uh, uh, you know, the fruit that you bear in your life brings honor and glory to the Lord. And then it brings hope to others. People look at you and they, that's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28. People will know that you are called by the name of the Lord. How will they know? Because you tell them, I'm a son of God, I'm a daughter. No, because they'll look at your life and they'll see the goodness of God. They'll see that God is a faithful God. They'll see that God keeps his word. They see that, that God is still on the throne, that he's your defender, that he's your provider. He's God Almighty, El Shaddai. They say they'll look at you and know that you're called by the name of the Lord. And they will be in awe. Oh, man. Did you see so-and-so? I know God did it. Because they're not that smart. I know God did it. Because they never did anything for themselves. I know God did it because they couldn't. They never did nothing. I know it. It had to be God. And then God gets glorified. God gets glorified, and then people that felt the way that you did at one point, they felt like they could never do nothing, amount to nothing. You come and break that thing off of them. And you, if God did it for me, God will do it for you. <laughs> and then you show them how. That's, what, that's, that's, that's kingdom expansion. God's a faithful God. Hallelujah. 
All this rain's making me thirsty. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me share with you. I was listening to something and I thought, man, this is so good. But it's in the same lines. Uh, with a Bishop Oyedepo, praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> they just finished their 21 days of prayer and fasting. I mean, how, how does Bishop Oyedepo, he's like in his 80s. Gosh. You know, I got a boy. There was a lady at the conference that drove from, not drove, I think they flew in. She flew in from New York. 95 years old. She said, I'm coming because I want the joy of the Lord. Night, somebody say 95. 95. This lady looked better than some 60, 50 year old people. She walked, Pastor Ronnie had to walk up there with no help. Pastor Ronnie, I came because I want some joy. 95. That's right. With long life. Will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? The number of your days will be fulfilled. Healthy, strong, and influential. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to share with you today, how do you know when your prayer is answered? Amen. Amen. It's important. How do I know that my prayer is answered? Because if you don't know, you don't know. If you think, you, you don't know. Prayer is a two-way communication. Amen. And then until you get that, then you're probably not going to be effective in your prayer. You got to graduate to the level of it's not just me talking to God. It's also me keeping quiet and allowing God to talk to me. It's a two-way communication. Say two-way. Because a lot of times we think prayer is just blah, 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 and we're done. Deuces. And it's a two-way. Two-way. And we have to go or graduate from thinking that it's one way. You know, if your marriage is a one way, it's not good. Because communication is an exchange. You speak, then you, shh, and then the other person speaks. And, it, and, and, and God, we have a relationship with God. Amen. And so, the Bible says, these are scriptures I've given you, but faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call unto me, and I will answer thee. Call on to me, and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So while praying, be on the lookout. Amen. Call on to me, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. You don't know everything. I love Brother Copeland. He's what, like in his 80s as well? And he said, when I think that I've, I've learned it all, I realize I know nothing. And look at the fruit. Call on to me and I will answer you. 
And I will show you great and mighty things. Somebody say great and mighty things. That you, know, you do not know of. So there's sides to God that we don't know. And that's a beautiful thing. Because that means that if God has shown himself to be great in your life, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you've seen the hand of God in tough situations and you've seen his, how he's rescued his people, there's nothing to be afraid of. Hallelujah. Through this scripture, know that you must, while you're praying, you must be on the lookout. The Bible says watch and pray. Come on. Sometimes you can miss it because you're praying, 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 but you're not on the lookout. God bless me with my godly husband. Not me. I'm gonna have a, um, but I'm saying like that could be somebody's prayer. He already did. And, 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 but you don't open your eyes. Or you open them in the wrong place. Let me just forget it. Forget it. And then you say that was God, and that's a lie. It's not God because he ain't even saved. He don't even come to church. He can't even sit through a service. You know, he gets up like five times to go to the restroom. So, just saying. Hashtag just saying. Same thing with girls. You know? They don't want to get up. Go to, first of all, if they ain't trying to serve, what is your business trying to be with somebody? Let me take a drink to that. <laughs> Glory to God. So while praying, be on the lookout. In Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given you. That's not a teaser. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receive it, and he that seeketh find it, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. I'm talking about effective prayer. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And the Bible also tells us in Psalms 84, open your mouth wide and he will fill it. If it's too big for your mouth, it's too big for your hand. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open. For everyone that asketh, receive it, and he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. It's talking about answer prayer. This, this you can also take it for fulfilling the Great Commission. Whatever you ask the Father in his name, in Jesus' name, he will do it for you. Doesn't that just, just be for yourself? It can be for serving the Lord, blessing, setting the captives free. Hallelujah. In Exodus 19, 19, it says, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. God answered him by a voice. 
God answers prayers. And I believe that you're going to be more effective in your prayer life. And you're going to hear from the Lord more and more clear in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. You mean God will talk to me and God will speak to you different ways. Maybe I'll share that with you soon. How do we hear the voice of God? Because there's different ways that you can hear the voice of God. It's not necessarily going to be like God talking to you in an audible like that. He's giving you his spirit, amen, and he speaks inwardly to you as well. But you'll know there's ways of knowing. So let me give you three examples in the scriptures. How do we know when our prayers are answered? I want you to personalize this for yourself, but there's three different scriptures in, in which uh, the first one, they didn't know that God answered the prayer. They were praying, but they didn't know. The second one, he knew that his prayer would be answered. So the first one didn't know that their prayers were answered. The second example, he knew that prayer, his prayer will be answered. And the third one, he knew that his prayer was answered. So the first one, you can find it in the book of Acts. And it talks about where um, Peter, Acts 12, verses 5 to 12, where Peter was imprisoned. And the Bible says that the, the, the church was praying at home for Peter. And it says that while they were praying for Peter, an angel of the Lord appeared to Peter. Peter was, was supposed to uh, 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 be killed the next day. And when they were praying, an angel of the Lord came to Peter, and Peter was asleep. He had to awaken him, tell him, get up, get dressed, put on your sandals, we're, we're, we're gone out of here. And Peter the whole time thought that it was a dream or a vision. But when he got up and they walked through the first gate, the, the, the gates opened up for them because of his, his, you know, the, the church was praying, say prayer. And so they walked through the second gate, the Bible says, and finally Peter realized this is not a dream. This is for real, for real. And so it says that when he was released, when he was released, he went on to the house when they were all praying. And it says, if you read it, I'm paraphrasing it, but it says that he knocked on the door when they were praying. And as they were, he was knocking, a young girl named Rhoda opened the door, or she didn't open the door, but she heard Peter's voice. And she was so excited that she didn't even open the door. She went and told the people that were praying, hey, Peter's at the gate. And they thought she was mad. They didn't believe it. They thought, Shirley is probably an angel and they kept praying for Peter so they didn't know that their prayer were answered you hear me they were too busy praying and not on the lookout and as they were praying God was working it out the answer came knocking on the door but they were too busy praying call unto me 
and I will answer thee, the Bible says. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. Be on the lookout. Amen. The answer showed up at the front door. I pray that when the answer shows up at your front door, you will not miss it. Whatever you are expecting in your prayer life, it's exactly what you're going to expect and not miss when the answer shows up. If you believe that, say amen. amen. The second one, we see it in 1 Kings 18. We see it in the life of Elijah. Whenever he had, uh, uh, you can read it on your own, but whenever he went and, 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 and you know, there was a false pro prophet and then there was Elijah and they went into a showdown. He said, if, 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 if your God is God, let him be God and you call on your God. And, and I'll call on my God and the God that answers by fire, he will be the true God. He called them out. They were the false prophets. It was about 400 of them and it was Elijah by himself. He said, let the true God answer by fire. He knew that his God was going to answer. I said, he knew that his God was going to answer. He knew it. And God did. Glory to God. God answered him by fire. In 1 Kings 8, 24, 18, 24, it says, And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And then in verse 36, it says, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God of Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offerings and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on to their faces and they declared that the God of Elijah was the God Almighty. Hallelujah. People will look at you and know that the God you serve is God Almighty. Hallelujah. So he knew. He knew that his prayer would be answered. And number three, you can find it through the encounter of Jesus. Say Jesus. And in John... 11:41 or John 11 we can read the encounter of Lazarus. And here if you're familiar with the story they wanted Jesus to come then Jesus said I will get there when I get there paraphrasing it. Then Lazarus died. Jesus didn't get there after a few hours later but you think Jesus did what, what do you think Jesus was doing? Jesus was praying. Amen. That's why when Jesus got there, he knew. Say he knew. He knew that his prayer was already answered. He knew that his prayer was already answered.
answer. That's why in John 11, 41, it says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that thou hast heard me. He already, he got there already knowing my prayer has been answered. Hallelujah. He said, didn't I say unto you, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God? Why did he say that? Because he knew that God heard him when he prayed. So when he showed up and called the dead to come back to life, he didn't pray to see if God was going to answer. He didn't wonder and see if God would answer. He already came with the answer. He knew God had heard him. You can get to a point where you know. And I'm going to give you certain things that you would know that your answer, you have the answer to your prayer. Not that you're going to get it. Not that we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. There's ways for you to know. How do you know that your prayer has been answered? Can we know, Pastor? That's what I'm sharing with you today, according to the word of the Lord. How many of you want to know that the things you prayed for, they're, they're not a prayer point anymore. They're done already. See, because it'll continue to be a prayer point until it's answered. And when it's answered, it's no longer a prayer point. It's an answered prayer. It's just a rejoicing. So... But don't fake it till you make it. Know it in you according to the word. You know, we, we examine ourselves in the light of God's word. Anytime you want to you wanna know that you're, you're, you're on the right path, you want to know that you're being effective in everything that you know you are in the Lord, then the best way to do it is to examine your life in the light of God's word. Amen. Is this, is, is this in line with the word? And so, let's, let's, let me give you this. So one didn't know their prayer was answered. The second one knew that his prayers would be answered. And the third one knew that he had the answer to his prayer already. Let me give you some things that would show you or let you know that your prayer is answered. You'd be surprised how common these things are. But if you apply them to your life, then that is, you can just examine your, yourself in the light of what I'm about to show you today and then give yourself a spiritual checkup. Amen. This is what, this is what where my life is in line with according to the word of God and, 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 and I can be an expectation. Amen. Hallelujah. So I've shared this before with you. But I'm going to wrap it up. Number one. How do you know that your prayers have been answered? Number one. When you or I have prayed with all our hearts. Simple, right? Jeremiah 29, 13. Write this scripture so that you can. I'm backing it up with a word. And ye shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all, all, say all, all your heart. What is serving God with all of our heart? That means everything. That means 
there's no reservation of any kind. I'm done. Like my life, it belongs to the Lord. Amen. There's nothing, there's nothing in me that is being reserved apart from the life of God. Love the Lord your God, the Bible says, the greatest commandment. And upon this commandment hangs all the laws. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. Love your brother as you love yourself. And upon this hangs all. You, you will fulfill everything. All the thou shall not do this, thou shall not do that. If you just fulfill the main one of loving God with all your heart. You're not going to mess up everything else. That, that law, that a commandment of loving God with everything within you, it's like the curtain rod where every, all the, everything else hangs. If that cur the curtain rod is in place, then everything is going to hang just right in your life. Because when you love God with everything, you're not trying to be sneaky. I don't know how to put it, but you know what I'm saying. You're not trying to see how much you can get away with. It's not even in you. I love God too much. He, he's changed my life. He gave everything for me. I'm going I'm to you know, love him with everything I am. I don't care if it hurts me. I don't care if it, you know, whatever. If I, I'm, a, I, there's no, I'm a loving him without reservation. Amen. And when you love him like that, there's nothing, nothing in you that wants to like do anything that is against pleasing God. Amen. So when you... It says, and ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Say, all my heart. Hallelujah. So, in, in James 5, 16, it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or a woman availeth much. The Amplified uh, says the effectual heartfelt, heartfelt, say heartfelt, that, it, that you put your heart in it. You put your heart in your prayer life. God, if you can't help me, no one can. God, if you can't do it for me, no one can. God, my total dependency is upon you. If you can't take me there, I'm never going to go. Total dependency. Heart felt. Your heart is attached. Not just your mouth, but your heart. Not just lip service, but your heart. You know, in the last days, there will be a people whose, whose uh, 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 mouth is nearer to God, but their hearts are far away from him. That means they just give God lip service. God is not interested in your, your, your many words because God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. So if your heart don't match your mouth, then all, your, all God is seeing is. And you're tired and frustrated because you're moving your mouth too much and you're not moving your heart enough towards the things of God. You don't want to be that person. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm not about to waste my time. I'm going I'm to I'm serve God with all my heart. Ain't no lip service here. This heart service. Hallelujah. The heartfelt prayer. That's the heart. That's the, that's the kind of prayer Elijah prayed. And it says that he's just like us. We're like him. 
but he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and then he prayed that it would rain the heartfelt prayer is key hallelujah say all oh, my heart that's the key your heart has to be in place glory be to God you know I heard him say it like this that your heart when your heart is attached and is connected it's like the signal to your prayer it's like the bars on your phone you have a lot of bar like a lot of signal and you have good service you have good signal because you have a, you know a, 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 a good um, um, network but when your heart is not there it's like not having a good network you can't get signal it's like you know how many of you that's happened to you and it's frustrating because if you don't have good signal you can try to make all the calls out but you're not gonna have good signal and so if your heart is not attached it's like you trying to cry unto God, call unto God, but because your heart is not there, there's no, there's no heart felt. Is there's no, no, nothing's getting through. Amen. Number two. How do I know that my prayer has been answered? Number two, when you have prayed according to the word of God. When you have prayed according to the word of God. 1 John 5, 14. You hear me quote this a lot. And it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything... Now, don't leave this out according to his will. Amen. He heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. The confidence that we know that he's heard us is because we pray according to the word of God. According to the will of God. God's word is his will. And when you pray according to his word, he said, you can ask me anything. And if it's in line with my word, God says, you won't be denied. You won't be denied because God is bound by his word. Him and his word are one. And the Bible says that he watches over his word to perform it. So God, he understands you're going through all these things, but it's not what you're going through that causes him to act on your behalf or to see the release of God's goodness or answers to your prayer. Though he sees what's going on like the man at the pool of Bethesda. God knew that he had been in that condition for a long time. Just like God, my, 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 God knows that you've been in that condition for a long time. But then God said, will, will you be made whole? And the man was giving him an excuse of why he wasn't made whole. Just like you might be full of excuses of why you're not where you, God wants you to be. 
Because this, because that, because that. That's not what God is asking you. That's not what moves God. God doesn't want to hear why. He wants to hear what he's, from your mouth and your heart, what he did for you and what he already has given you. Will you be made whole? He stirred him up. That's why you need to stir yourself up in the will of God. Many people have grown up in religion and grown up this way. Well, you know, it's like they, they, they don't know what God's will is. They don't. But you can know what God's will is because God's will is in his word. This is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. And if you get this in you, you're going to know what God's will is for you. And then you can bring that up to the Lord. And not settle for less, but God's very best. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's the truth. If you don't know that healing is yours, how are you ever going to partake of healing? You know, faith begins where the will of God is known. And God is moved by faith. If you don't know God's will, what, what is your faith based upon? Your faith has to be based upon the word of God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. When you know that it is God's will for you to be healed, then you attach your faith to that and healing comes. You don't, when the, the gospel came to you and you were lost, you realized, Jesus, God loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me, to take my place, to take my sin, and in return, give me his righteousness. Do you want it? I do want it. Then pray with me. And then you're, you're born again. What, what, what gave you that? Faith in the word that was spoken to me. I, I, if what was preached to me built my faith. And when my faith was built, I said, I want that life. And then I received it. So faith began when I realized God doesn't, God's will is not for me to perish. God's will is not for me to go to hell. God's will is for my family not to go to hell. God's will is for me to be saved and made whole. Hallelujah. God's will is not for me to, you know, perish. Then I realized it and then I could attach my faith to that. Hallelujah. So when you know the will of God for you, then you attach your faith to it. And then you can know that you have a, a guarantee to your prayer. Then you'll know my prayer is answered because I'm praying according to the will of God. Hallelujah. So the word of God must be involved in your prayer life. Amen. The word of God. You know, 2 Corinthians 13, 1, it says this. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. This is another level because it says on the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word or shall the will of God be established. That means that you can get two or three scriptures and, and then put them together, bring them before the Lord. But you know, scriptures, not that you just, you know, went looking for to gather three scriptures, but three scriptures that, two or three scriptures that, that, that put a fire on the inside of you that you know, this is God's will for my life. You've gotten the revelation on those scriptures. You know that that belongs to you and you know that you can't be denied. For me, in the area of healing... Because the Lord healed my body of so many things. I suffered with, you know, we, we, when, when, uh, <laughs> I, I, I suffered with that migraine headaches. Like, I lived in fear. I lived taking medication. I, I, I couldn't wear perfume. I couldn't eat certain foods. I couldn't be in the sun. I couldn't be under these lights. You know, anything will trigger a migraine headache, but mine will last like three, three days. Vomiting everything. 
bad. And it was so sad because it's like my husband knew when I got one, he took his, don't, don't go to your mom. Just, I will go in the closet and lay there for like three days. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't think I could, I will lose vision, blind spots, everything, but they will last like almost three days. Then I would feel like I had to recover because you know, it was like horrible. And I lived like that for years, for years in fear, total fear. Then we had gotten into a car accident. Uh, we got hit on the highway real bad, uh, total our car. We got hit from the back and it messed up my, um, we were taken by ambulance. Georgie was like six months old. He was, the whole car seat flipped to the front. And, you know, it was a total miracle that none of us, well, the only thing was uh, I messed up some of my disc in my back. And so I had, but there's really not much that they could do. You know, it was like inflammation of the disc because of the, the impact and all this. And for years, for years, I suffered with severe back pain. It was like my lower back, severe back pain. There'll be times where I would just get up out of bed and I would drop to my knees because I like something would trigger it. And I mean, the weather changed everything. I, I, I could tell you when the weather was going to change. I'm, that's not normal. Amen. And so... But pain, we were at Galveston one time, and I just fell in, like, I was, like, in the shallow part of the water, but I, I literally, like, fell to my knees, and I couldn't get up. I had to, like, crawl back to the, the it, was, it was horrible. And then the devil will put in you, you know, if you don't get rid of those things, ha, huh, the enemy will come and have you plan out your whole funeral just in case you're going to die, you know? right you know you're gonna then aneurysms ran in the family and I had several family members that you know were died like this and this happened and this happened and so it was a constant tormenting of and I'm going to church I'm serving God you know and it was a constant of different things just like you know and I will I will find myself planning on my funeral and I would like see myself think this and that and I thought and, and then finally I started this started growing on the inside of me and I started thinking this I started examining myself in the light of God's word. And I thought, this is not what my life is supposed to look like. I grabbed a hold of Isaiah 53.5. I, I grabbed a hold of it. But he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I was healed. I grabbed a hold of that. I grabbed a hold of the word in Proverbs 4.22 where it says that the word of God is life unto those that find him. Healing and health to all of our flesh. I grabbed a hold of that. I grabbed a hold of that. I grabbed a hold of Psalms 103. Who, 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 who uh, uh, heal it all. Uh, uh, who deliver me from all iniquity. Who heal it me from all my diseases. I grabbed a hold of that. I grabbed a hold of he sent, next, he sent his word and healeth us. And delivered us from all destruction. I grabbed a hold of that. And, and, and that grabbed a hold of me. What you grab a hold of with all your heart from the word of God will grab a hold of you. And once it grabs a hold of you, you have a guaranteed that your aunt's prayers will be answered. Or answered. Not will be. Or answered. So I knew sickness was not my portion. And I realized I have a blood-bought right to walk in freedom and to walk in liberty. And can I tell you something? Jesus set me free. He set me free of migraine headaches in 2004. I've never since then had a full-blown migraine headache. It'll try to come very rarely. But in the name of Jesus, it goes that's the Lord. 
In the name of Jesus, it goes. It goes. Through the whole 21 days of prayer and fasting, not one headache. The Lord is my witness, not one headache. This is not, the first, this is not a, my first time. I could tell you from the previous ones. When I wear perfume, thank you, Jesus. And I get perfumes all the time as gifts. And I, I, I'm, I, it's so wonderful. I haven't had to buy one. It's like, you know, I get all kinds of sizes of perfumes. I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I could be, look, I will never be able to be on front of these spotlights. Never. I mean, this has been years. The Lord healed me from my back pain. Back around that same, that, that same time. Hallelujah. No surgery, no nothing. I don't have to, you know, take codeine or any of that. Thank you, Jesus. All I have to say, hey, go find me a pill somewhere. I'll be back. Let me go find one in the neighborhood. Thank you, Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The word of God. Hallelujah. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He who did not withhold his only son but deliver him up for us all, will he not along with him give us everything else freely? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's continue. I'm only at number two. Wow. So the scripture. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word or the will of God be established. It guarantees you the answer. Hallelujah. It guarantees you the answer. The word of God is like a fire. It comes like a fire that is shut up in your bones. This word of God, if you grab a hold of it, it'll grab a hold of you and it will manifest after its own kind in Jesus' name. If it's in the area of healing, it will manifest healing in your life. If it's in the area of finances, if it's in the area of peace, if it's in the area of joy, when you grab a hold of the will of God, the will of God will be manifested in your life. God cannot deny his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I, 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 when I was listening, I, it, was, it was said, like, 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 having the scripture is almost like having the correct number. Have you ever taken a number and accidentally missed a number? And you can't dial in because you're missing a number? A lot of times it's because you're missing the scripture. But when you grab a hold of those scriptures... That for the, the, the prayer desire, whatsoever things you desire, according to the right digits, God will do it for you. Having the right scripture is like having the right number. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know. I have the right number. Isaiah 53, Proverbs 422, Psalms 103. Hallelujah. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I can know that my prayer is answered because I'm praying according to the will of God. And the word of God is my confidence. Stir yourself in these scriptures. Stir, stir yourself in this scripture. Let this word be like a fire that is shut up in your bones. A, 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 a hammer that chips away the stone. 
gets rid of every unbelief gets rid of every fear gets rid of every uncertainty are you with me this morning number three how do I know my prayer is answered when I have prayed in faith amen when I have prayed in what in faith the Bible says in Matthew hallelujah Glory be to God. 21, verse 22. Jesus said, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Believing ye shall receive. The Amplified Classic, it says, And whatever you ask in, whatever you ask for in prayer, Having faith, having faith, and really, look at your neighbor say, really, believing you will receive. So you got to really, really believe in what you're praying. Mark eleven twenty two. 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. The right translation is have the faith of God of God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall have faith that those things which he prayed shall come to pass how do you know your prayer is answered is when you pray in faith Hebrews 10 23 it says let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promise. If you have to hold fast to something, it means you have to hold hard. If I'm trying to, if, if he's trying to take this Bible away from me, John, Pastor John Osteen said, if we have to hold fast, that means there's somebody on the other side trying to pull our, our prayer from us. Or pull our faith. So that means I gotta, my faith has to have that bulldog tenacity. I'm locking my jaws and I'm not letting go. Swing me whatever way you want to swing me, circumstance. But I'm not under the circumstance. I'm all over the circumstance and I'm not letting go. I'm holding fast. You, you win, baby, strong. Let us hold fast. In Hebrews 10, 23, in the Amplified Classic, it says, So let us cease and hold fast and retain without wavering. Without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable. Why do we hang on? Because I know my God is faithful. I'm confident of his word he is reliable and then think about everything he's already done so that you can stir yourself up that if he did it once he'll do it again for he who promised is reliable who promised he did he is reliable he is sure and faithful to his word hallelujah glory to god so hold fast 
strong. That's why the, Bi the Bible talks about Joshua and God commanded him. If you're going to be full of faith, you gotta, you, you, you're got to be strong. Be strong in the Lord. In the Lord. And in the power of his might. Be strong. Be courageous. Be of good cheer. As I was with them, I will be with you. Being strong is not a suggestion for the body of Christ. It's a command. To be strong is to become strength. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. And your faith in God is spiritual. And it causes you to be strong. It causes you to not quit. Jesus said, you are likened unto a wise builder that builds your house upon a solid rock. When you hear and do the word, you become a, a wise builder and likened uh, to somebody that builds their house upon a solid rock. He says, the wind comes, the wind blows, the floods come, and that house will remain standing. There's nothing on the outside that will come and tear that house down because that house is founded upon a solid rock. Their faith in God. But then there's the other house that is built, but as soon as the storms of life come, oh, you have faith in God, but now I'm not sure. I thought God heard me, but man, look what's happening in my life. You know, you, you were happy when you left the church, but then you get a phone call and it's like, man, I can't believe it. I was just in church. Blah, 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 blah. So you're moved. You're moved by every wind of doctrine. But so hold on to your, hold fast to that which you have prayed, to that which you believe that God heard you and answered your prayer and you will be unshakable. Unshakable faith. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus. <laughs> In Hebrews 4, 14, it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Let us, is this helping somebody? Is somebody going to get answers to the prayers? Hallelujah. How many of you have big prayers? How many of you notice that your prayers have, have gone, like, your, your faith has, like, increased? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hold, let us hold firmly to what we believe. We have a high priest, Jesus, the Son of God. Glory be to God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now, quickly, in Romans 4, we can look at the life of Abraham. Just quickly, quickly, it'll bless you. And in Romans, praise the Lord for, hallelujah. It says this. I might have to finish tonight. We'll see. Worship team, go ahead and come up here. And we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Romans 4, 16. It says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. 
For Abraham is the father of all who believe. How many believers are here? Then we have the, the, we are the seed of Abraham. We have the faith of Abraham. That is what the scripture meant, mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. The Bible says in another translation that God calleth those things that be not as though they were. So he didn't see Abraham as somebody that couldn't have a child, but he seen what he had spoken over his life to be. God doesn't see us where we're at. God doesn't call us as we are. He calls us as the finished product. He calls us as what he's created us to be. God doesn't see us in, 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 in our limitations. He sees us whole. Amen. Hallelujah. Even when there was no reason for hope. Say no reason. The Bible says that Abraham kept hoping. Believing that he would become the father of many nations. Even when there was no hope. It didn't matter to him. He kept hoping. Because he knew so. And he kept believing that he will become the father of many nations. Why? For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. So he, he was confident in God's word. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. Amen. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. His faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. You see, because he kept believing, because he didn't waver, or he didn't allow his faith to weaken in spite of the outward circumstance that looked contrary to everything God said. Because he never wavered or allowed his, his faith to weaken, but he kept believing in what God has said and allowed his faith to grow strong. The Bible says that in him doing this, he brought glory to God. That is how you will bring glory to God. By guarding yourself and not allowing the outward circumstance to determine if your prayer is going to be answered or not. You're going to be confident that because God said it in his word and you hang on to his word, you know and you have a guaranteed that you shall see the answer. And in that way, you give God glory. Hallelujah. It says he was fully convinced wholeheartedly that God is able to do whatever he promised that God was able to do whatever he promised that was not only for his benefit the Bible says it was for our benefit as well hallelujah has this encouraged you in any way this morning hallelujah so Develop unshakable faith. Faith that is not going to weaken but grow strong. 
being fully convinced that God will do what He promised. Don't start in faith or pray in faith and then wait in doubt. Don't declare in faith and then release doubt out of your mouth. Keep your faith in God. Speak it over and over. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mouth. Plan it. Become unshakable. Any little sign of defeat, any little sign of anything exalted itself in you that is contrary to what God already spoke to you, resist it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Resist every form of fear. You know, faith is work. And a lot of times people get tired and they get weary and then they begin to compromise. They say they're walking in faith, but they're not because they're planning out to adjust to the situation. And I love faith is, is, is faith keeps you on your toes because you have to keep your guard up. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect against all the voices. You have to protect against you, your, your primary self, because you will become your worst of, of compromising and conforming to the situation and circumstances instead of saying, no, this is not my portion. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna settle for living like this. I'm not gonna plan out to live unless you're ready to go. If you're ready to go, then that's, that's another thing. If you, if you don't want to, you know, go to the, uh, you know, the, it's up to you. But, but, but faith, it's, it's work. You have to be on guard. Protecting yourself. You're protecting your mind. Protecting your, your, your home. Protecting your children. Protecting yours. Not allowing anything that is going to come in. That is going to mess with, with total radical faith in God. Heartfelt faith. This is how God said it. This is how I'm going to believe it. If, if I... If, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If we die, we die. So, radical faith. Stir yourself up. Be around people of faith. Be careful. Don't 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 just let people go. Well, you know, they might be in church for thirty years ahead of you and be in doubt and in fear. Be careful. No, 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 this ain't going to be like that. No, I know. I know what God said. I know he's not done with me. I know where he's shown me. I know where he's taking me. I know what he's doing. I'm not wondering. I know that 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 his word is true. And then everything else is none of my business. Then God, God, let God be God. Then let God be God. Amen. Does this help you? Does this help you? There's great things that are taking place. I'm telling you right now. Great things that are taking place. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. 
This will be your most fruitful year in your prayer life. God puts in you desires. It's His desires in you, but then He wants to hear Him from you. Blind Barnabas, what do you want? Pull up Bethesda, what do you want? The leverse man. If you can, you, if I can, I showed up to show you I can. Will you believe? Jesus showed up to prove His word. So it's not on His end, it's on our end. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank